Now, we all know there's tons of different CBDs out there, right? Well, there's one that you guys need to try, Hemparita. Simply go to iHemparita.com, click the link right in the description, get the best CBD gummies and the best CBD shooters you can get. I'm telling you, I have some right here. Look, there's a shooter. There's the gummy. One of these gummies is one serving. Half of this shooter is one serving. iHemparita.com. I'm going to look. Hemparita. Get you some. Use promo code search 30 when you cash out. Save yourself 10%. Save yourself 10%. iHemparita.com. The link is right in the description. Promo code serves 30 being cash out. Save yourself 10%. Do it. What's up, people? We're live. Another episode of Horror Surf 30. We have a special guest, Ken Sagos here. Ken, how's it going? Going well. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy, happy to have you. Thank you. It's very, very nice to meet you. Yes. Yes. I've heard a lot about this uh, podcast, and that's why I'm like, well, you know what's cool is I had you on um, September, or no, sorry, it was October of 2018 or 17, 2018. What year did you move, Henry? 2018. Eight, on um, We were at Scaricon. It was at the Turning Stone in Verona, New York. Yeah, but that was at the... Um, it wasn't live like this, right? No, no. I had, my, I had my equipment. We just recorded right at the con. I remember that, yeah. But I remember, now here's some cool things, and I, get, I finally get to say it to you, like, well, virtually face-to-face, but I remember, like, me and you hit it off, like, the first day between me, you, and my wife, and me and you were hanging out, like, the whole weekend. You were like, hey, Aaron, you and your wife come over here out of my table with me, and it was like, like I'm not lying to you, Henry. Anytime we walk past this table, hey, Aaron, come over here and hang, hang, hang out with a brother. I'll just me and him be cracking jokes, having people. I guys cracking jokes, having people just dying. Felt like I know for years. And what are you supposed to bring me something to eat? I got you some fried chicken. Okay. And here's here here. Listen, listen. Here's what happened too with that because when me and you were doing the podcast, you were asking if there was like good places to eat. And I said there's a good chicken spot. And remember, there was a girl that worked there that was walking by. And she's talking about how, how, oh, that chicken's nasty down there. I got you that, I got you that chicken that same day. The next day, you like, that chicken was awesome. I don't know what she was talking about. Because, and here's, here's, one, here's one last thing I'll say, and then we'll get into the, what we're going to be you know, discussing, you know, your project and then some Freddy stuff. But um, so that was just... I got to thank you for that because first of all, you took just thank you again for that because you took like 20 minutes to a half hour of your time to come over, kick it with me, go on the podcast, and then, you know, hung out with me the week of this day. Because you were right, your table, I remember, was right across from Amanda Wick, right across. So bouncing back and forth between the two of you. Yeah. I had a good time. You know, I go to these conventions to have a good time. You know, if you can't have a good time to meet people, then you need to yeah. listen to them. Exactly. And like one other thing I want to say is 
another reason why we want you to go out to, to this con in Colorado. One, we want to kick it with you for the weekend. And two, Henry wants to buy you some chicken or whatever you want to eat. <laughs> uh, Henry don't look like he wants to buy me any chicken. Oh, he definitely does. <laughs> but uh, let me just um, go to the people really quick. The secret weapon yesterday is today. Ken Sago's project that um, the links are in the description, people. Click the links. Back the Indiegogo. Let's support this man. He's done some great things for us with Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. A brother survived. So let's get this project out there, people. Let's help him get this project out there. Say that again. Are you talking to me? Yeah, he knows well, that he survived. You kicked that. Yeah. I did not know the importance of that character when I did. You didn't? No, I, I had no idea. I didn't. It was just a job. I did not know that Kincaid was going to represent something that was going to be universal. We talked about for so many years. No, I didn't know. Oh, yeah, it was huge. So were you Nightmare Elm Street at the part? Was I what? Were you a fan of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies? I, I was not. I were did you? not know. I had not Nightmare on Elm Street at the part. Okay. So and you before being in like the fan favorite. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're definitely a definitely a fan favorite of the franchise. Besides Freddie himself, obviously. Yeah. So your your project that you're working on, you want to tell us more about that? Yeah, it's called the Secret Weapon, and since it deals with children, um, it's about 1963 when some children with head dead with Boy Connor, who was like a villain. He wasn't a Freddy Krueger. He was the Freddy Krueger of that time. And so this is the story about some children who went head to head with this very iconic racist in the South. And they stood up against, I mean, about thousands of them went to what stood up to this man. And he was the commissioner of public safety, so he was not the sheriff. And he locked him up and he put him in jail and and he put some of them in the hospital camp at the fairground because he would not let them out. But they did not give up until day one. They are the ones that helped Dr. King and all the civil rights leaders give the power back to the civil rights movement. It was kids, and a lot of people don't know that that children has always been the secret weapon to give back or to fight for a cause. And what those children doing now is what Black Lives Matter But go back in 1963 and you will see that children the whole world, the whole world was watching what these children did. And um, every country was watching it. They brought attention to the president, to the governor, because they went face to face with them. And at the end, they had to move for the kids. And that's what my short film is about. 
And my last short film, by the way, won me over 200 awards. But this one, I think it's going to do even better because it's needed right now so much. Yeah. Now, it's not a horror but what happened to those kids was a horror. So you want to enjoy it because um, we're doing a, a national search for the villain. And he's good. God, the three that we've been looking at, they're good. They're good. That's awesome. I I can't wait to see it. I can't wait for it to come out, and I can't wait to see it. Like I was just, it was awesome when um, one day out of nowhere on Facebook, you just sent me a message like, "Hey, how's it going? I would love to come on the podcast again." And just from then on, we've been talking about at least every other day. Yeah, you know, I, I you know I've been I've been asked you know the horror community is one of the most community that supports you. Yes. You got to go back. The horror community. You can say anything you want about the horror community, but they get your back. And so that's why I started a own personal campaign and asked them for the help of the horror community to help me out here. And we got some wonderful perks, some wonderful items that we're giving away. So it's not anything like free. I'm like I'm asking for your help, and I'm giving something in in exchange for it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, I, as a matter of fact, that painting that um now did, did who painted that for you? Did you do that? No, no, no. I it's important you are know I didn't paint this. A fan painted it for me, and you know, and so when I saw it, I said, "Hey, you see, this is the deal." I did Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and then Part 4, which made me the first African-American to survive a horror film, 3 and 4. Now, that was 34 years ago, 3 and 4. Mm -hmm. When I was in high school and on the football team, and notice I said on the football team, my number was 34. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we are going to have, I think... If you can see this, a limited, a limited amount of this here 16 by 20 portrait on canvas. Mm -hmm. And everybody is, 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 is great calling for it. It's already got the hanger on the back to go on the wall. And there's only going to be 34 of them. Yes, sir. And my, 11, my brother has one. Eleven has already been sold. How many? Eleven. Oh, nice. I got six. I got number six. Got number six. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was that's awesome. And like it was funny because so when I seen that painting, or no, you actually you told me, but you messaged me and told me about it, and you were like, look. Let me check this out, blah, blah, blah. Or no, you told me. I was like, I said, as soon as the link goes live, send it to me. As soon yeah. as the link went live, you sent it to me. And I told you I was going to order. I was like, I, want, I would love to get two, but I'm going to get at least one. I was like, my brother, been a huge fan since we were kids. So I have to, you know what I mean? It wouldn't feel right. He's been a, night, a Freddy fan since we were little. And I'm just like, I, I had, you know, I had to be nice. It's, I don't like being nice to him all the time, but, you know, here and there. <laughs> so I had to do it. And, yeah, the audio cut out on my tablet, so I had to switch back to the phone. 
It, it sounds better though. Okay. I can hear you a lot better now. Cool. But uh, do you got any questions for him, Henry? Don't be shy. Oh, I got a whole bunch. <laughs> I, I, I'm here. I'm here. So um, I, I'm going to start off like your your cameo and it's always sunny uh, in Philadelphia. You saw that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So how how fun was that? Because I remember that episode. It, it was a, a date. They were on a date, right, Mac? It was on a date. And yeah. Yeah. You want to know something funny? All my most popular roles has that I have gotten such much a lot of praise from are roles that I didn't know exist. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know anything about Nightmare on Elm Street. And when I got Always Sunny and Funny uh, Philadelphia, this is what happened. Um, I went into the casting and I had to do the role. And when it was the guys was around and when they finished, I said, is this going to be a series or something? And they started laughing because they thought I was trying to be funny. But the show had been on four years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know. And I kept saying, is, it, is you all planning to make it into something? And they, they, just, they was cracking up because I was serious. So when I got home, I got that role. Same. Yeah. That show was one of those ones like uh, it has like a it's like like a cult like a, a cult following against it. Yeah, yeah, you know? it does. And, and then that we, shit was funny. they had another show, and they recently uh, cast me in another part that was about just before the pandemic went out. So there's another role that I'm doing for them in another type of show. I think it has to do with magic. I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, nice. So oh, we ever- when, when you so you you did the audition you know for Kincaid and you got the part, uh, what did you think of the script? Uh you know when I first read the script, you know what us black actors do or minority actors do, we go to the bottom, the back. We don't start at the front. Okay, <laughs> to see if you survive. Yeah, and I survived, and I kept looking. Now something wrong, something wrong. Because see, originally Kincaid was for a white actor; it wasn't a black actor. Wow. Yeah, it wouldn't have been the same. You know, and so um, so when I went in to audition for the role, I didn't want to be there. I had an attitude. I just didn't want to be. I didn't think I fit the role. I didn't know why he was calling me in. It turned out that my agent had sent me in to meet the casting director. He didn't expect me for me to get the role. But it, back then, they had things called general interviews. So you go in, you just meet up, just talk with the casting person, just to talk with them so they can get to know you. So he got me in to meet with this casting director on a very rainy day. I had lost a court case. So I literally had an attitude. When I walked in, I had the attitude of that year. I didn't want to be there and I made it no secret that I didn't want to be there. Well, it turned out that's, they thought I was acting. Oh wow! You were being yourself. I was basically being myself, and then they and I told them, I said, you know, a, a black actor wouldn't say this. So then Chuck Russell said, "Well, say it how you would say it." And I 
somewhat cussed him out. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. So when I got home and the agent had called me, I had to catch three buses to get home in the rain. And, mm-hmm. and when I answered the phone, this was pre-cell phone. It was a big old answering machine, you know, it looked like a suitcase. Yep. <laughs> and you had to act hit it and like, those type of suitcases. And um, the casting, my agent was saying, Ken, he had called 40 something times. He was saying, Ken, what the hell did you do? And I said, well, David, I told you not to send me out. And they said, they love you. And that's how I got to roll. Awesome. Look at this. Right on the front. You can look right on the front of the screen, Ken. I pulled it up. On what? Love you, Captain Ken K. Part 40. Dream Warriors is one of my favorite. I was so glad when they thought it brought you back for that. And then so disappointed when they killed you, killed you off. You was disappointed. For <laughs> <laughs> you. I was disappointed. <laughs> I like that. I was disappointed too, man. Yeah. yeah, I used to tell my friends when we the movie came out, if you want to see me and you go to the theaters, don't get no popcorn, don't get no drinks, go oh, right in there and see it. Go right in there and see it, and then you you got time to come back and get your drinks. <laughs> go right in there and see. It. <laughs> right in there and see it. Go so right those are the dream sequences. Um, what what was that like filming those? You know, like when you got you when you first realized you know you had those powers in the dream, and, and and your your power in particular made the most sense. Like you had super strength, you and, know? I think, and I think that's why Kincaid was so popular. Popular because my power was reachable to everybody. They mm-hmm. could, they could. You can be strong. You could go and lift weights and be strong. You could have strength. Bust everybody, the wall. Yeah, you can bust through the wall. You can do that. That was something that was useful. And not only do I think that Kincaid was popular because he had strength, he had a mouth that could match Freddie Krueger. See, I played the dozen, so I knew how to say it back. Yeah, yeah. I knew how to say "fuck you," not you know, you know. I I, need, I knew how to say it, not you know. Yeah. You said it genuinely. Yeah, with the K, the K A. Yeah. yeah. K-A. Motherfucker. So, yeah. Um, any of your lines, were any of those like ad-libbed? Some of them was. some, And some of them, I don't want to, they wasn't ad-libbed, but it was added on. Okay. Yeah. Um, the role, like, you know, where you hide it, you burnt face pussy. That, it, that was where you hiding it. Come on, where you at, man? Something like it's that. Freddy, you, know, you pussy! Yeah, yeah, that stuff like that was not in there. Okay, that's so freaking awesome. Yeah, that's so awesome. <laughs> Would you ever do another horror horror movie role or me? Yeah. Uh, do you have one? I wish I did. <laughs> I <laughs> wish I did. Y- y- yes, I I will. I really want to do another very good horror uh, film. As a matter of fact, as a writer. I decided after the horror family has been so helpful with me in my project that I'm going to write me a horror movie. I'm going to write one and I'm going to do it. I'm I'm, I'm throwing this out here right now. Two two extras if you need them. 
Room into leads if that's necessary. But you have two extras right here, right now. I want, and, and I already have the idea, but I want to write something like Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three and Four. I think what really worked with them is that they had a really good story and it was all reachable and it was something that everybody couldn't relate to. Everybody can relate to a dream. Everybody can relate to a nightmare. And so I don't want to tell you what my story is going to be about, but I think I got it. And because I had the privilege and honor to meet the great late Mr. Alfred Hitchcock, and my first movie was that I liked, the horror film that I really only liked, was The Birds. So I want to do something kind of like a cross between Nightmare, Genre, and The Birds. Interesting. It's going to be good. It's going to be good because I've been thinking about it. So, And because I was a stand-up comic, because I used to write comedy at Paramount, by the way. Okay. And, and because um, I've done a lot of dramatic work, and that helps me bring it together, I believe. That's going to help me bring it together to make a really, really good, powerful film. So do you, I mean, I know stand-up is, is popular you know, uh, there's a big stand-up comedian scene in, in California. Do you still do stand-up, or was that just oh, like a... No, 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 no. I, I did the Apollo three times. I opened up for, like, Patti LaBelle, and that was it for me. Okay. That was it for me. I mean, I still... I, I think I can do it, but it's hard. A lot of people don't know. It. It's hard. You just have to get out there and be yourself. I can only imagine. I can only imagine getting up and getting up on stage, and you have to try to make at least the majority of the people there laugh. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I don't think I was funny as a stand-up comic, and uh, I think I had some chuckles, but uh, I don't think I was funny. Like I was looking at um, my stand-up appearance on um, Showtime at the Apollo. I can't stand to watch it. <laughs> I think it's so embarrassing. And I hope that I don't one day do something. Somebody said, we got a surprise to you and his dad. I may, show it again. I may start crying. Yeah, Get up and leave. I, I would never do that. I would never disrespect it. But I don't want to see it. And if it was up to me, if I could sneak in wherever Showtime is and take that little clip away, I would. (laughs) (laughs) You've worked with some, you know, some uh, pretty uh, notable names, you know? Sounds like. I've been blessed. I've been blessed. I I have, you know, worked with the late John Singleton. I worked with Denzel Washington. I worked with um, uh, who Warren's uh, Fishburne. Warren Fishburne. So what what was he like? You know, did he did he like forget where he was sometimes and think he was playing Ike again and like slap Patricia Arquette or anything like that? <laughs> no. He was <laughs> Oh shit. That was before Ike. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that was that was a great movie. That was years before Ike. Oh man. 
<laughs> he he was he was built he was working up to playing Ike. Yeah, and, uh, you know, but he was very, he taught me um, physical acting. So I have to look at it from that point of view. He taught me physical acting. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I see now. Now all I have in the back of my head, man, is your your horror film that you want that you're gonna write. And now I'm just like, I want to see this. I want to see the script. I want to be in it. Like <laughs> all the above. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's something more bad. I'm yeah. going. I'm going to write it, but I have. I'm after this here. I think. You know what have happened over the years, man, is that I never got involved in drugs. I never got involved with doing crazy stuff. My addiction was writing. So when I wasn't somewhere, I was writing. And so I I literally, in my office, I have about 49 or 50 scripts all genres. If right now, hmm. when this one take off, hey, I have about 49 scripts right now. And hmm. one of them is a horror. That's all. See, I like, I love that. I love that. One of them is a horror. And I'll tell you this too, Ken, just to throw this out there, I mean, you're always welcome on Horror Research 30, but if it's like non-horror that you're also writing i have another podcast called popcorn and pints where we do same thing we do on here movie reviews and interviews so i got you on all genres i'm just i'm just, I'm just throwing that out there i'm just throwing that out there so you know the door is always open when you hit up search dirty always open for you well, the one that i'm doing now is not horror huh the one that i'm doing now the secret weapon is not horror true but i said what happened to those kids was horror exactly exactly Exactly. So is, there, is there a window? Is there a window for like a release or what? Uh, explain my, to us. My goal is I'm praying and I'm asking. I want to raise sixty thousand dollars to do this short film mm -hmm. okay. because I'm using children and because of the pandemic. That it costing a lot more, but I have to use children in order to make this work. Yeah. And when you're using children, you have to have a teacher on the set and you have to have a social worker on set. So those are added finances that you have to have. And okay. then you have to get licensed for certain things. So this story is based off of actual events in 1960. So, um, and that's why, you know, if I can reach the horror fans, you know, if you, if, if I can get them just to go in and donate five dollars to, you know, I can get this booger done. You know, I mean, yeah. you know, if you know, hey. Oh yeah, I, I mean, well, you know, your your name, your name alone, you know, rings bells in the horror community alone. So, but uh, it's not ringing these bells. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not doing this here. It's doing this. I don't need this. I need this. And I, well, yeah, I, I had noticed someone had posted a video um, of some things uh, they had ordered from you. Yes. Um, on on the Horror Research Dirty page. And uh, if, if more people would see that, you know, because, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Yes. So yes. That will definitely help you promote it. I'm giving them this. 
This is a wristband that says Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 and 4. A dog tag that says Nightmare 3, Nightmare 4. Yeah, I have the dog tag in my car. I have it hanging off the uh, rear yeah. view. Postcard with two scenes, and I write some favorite lines on here. Mm -hmm. And a bookmark, and I sign them. I do whatever I have to do. And for anyone who orders something today, I'm going to add something else to it. That's this. Nice. So. Is that a pen? Yeah. It's a pen. Nice. I'm going to add that today for the first 20, if they can send me something. That's just first 20 people. Yeah, Go there right now, people. Click that link in the description. Order something. Yeah, you're going to get a pen with it. Yeah. As well as. What did you say, Henry? I said I may have to get me one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have the picture. I have that by my bed. I got, you know, I got my, my Freddy signed Freddy glove. I mean, I'm a big. Go down and get, get the package thing. Order the package thing. Make him order the package thing. You're the big brother, right? No, actually, he's older. <laughs> By a couple months. By, yeah, two months. <laughs> two months and five days. Exactly. Well, brother, yeah. you tell him to buy it. Both of y'all buy it. Get, 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 out of, get, get you a painting. Me? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm going to try to, actually. I, like I said, I was going to, but finances got a little tight, so I was like, I, I'm going to get one. I understand. And then I got the, um, I did back the movie. I did back the film though. And you actually, you sent me some, some autograph, the stuff you just the same stuff he just showed. I yeah. have just in my binder downstairs where all my other autograph stuff, yeah. but, uh, we really, really, really want to try to get you to that, um, to that con. Like we were talking about the Saratoga, what's it called? Colorado Springs. Yeah. Con the end of August, like I was saying, cause It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome to have you there. And I mean, even there, I mean, I don't know like how long your campaign is going for, or if you can like. The campaign is, I have only like 25 more days for the campaign. Okay. But also, but I don't shoot until the first two weekends of August. But. That's not too far away. Then, yes. That's why. But then. There's post-production mm -hmm. can go up until November, so I'm still going to need support. Oh, yeah. Well, listen, you come out there in August, and we'll help you sell stuff, too. I mean this in a legal way, people. I don't mean you see three African-American gentlemen on here. We're talking about legal stuff, paintings, and all this cool stuff, and autographs and everything to get this amazing film and this amazing story out there so and it you are correct about what you said earlier like this is the right time especially with everything that was going on since last year into now and it's a story that people should hear it's a story that needs to be told it's a story that will hopefully open some eyes and some hearts and some ears so they people get a better understanding of what being i'm not saying being african-american is but you'll get a, a small glimpse of what it feels like to be judge as soon as you walk out the door because of the color of your skin. Yeah. And you know what is also that we don't often see, and the reason other nationalities that I think that should watch it is because we neglect to realize they are caught in the middle of something too. 
Oh, yes. They are not that way. They are caught in the middle of something, too. Yes. And so, uh, And it's only going to be fixed when we all come together. As and one. As one. And so this is... Like the Dream Warriors. The Dream Warriors. And cool. that's the thing about the Dream Warriors, because we all was from different worlds, different nationalities, but we all had one thing in common, and that was evil. And the only thing that can be evil is when love comes together and you be a big fisk and you can knock that shit down. Yes, exactly, exactly. That's what happened. And that's what this film is about. You know, if you, you, if you watch it, when you watch it, you're going to be moved for it. Anyone who knows me knows that over the years, I've always had a weakness for doing children's stories. And so, and this is a beautiful story that has not been told. Even though we know about Dr. King and all the great leaders, but what we don't know is the importance of the children who made it work. Oh. This movie soundtrack rock. This is actually another podcast right here. Press Play Streaming Studios. Yeah. Another movie podcast. So, I mean, I'm going to throw it out there. Press Play Movie Studios. Listen, I have Ken Segos on here. Awesome, awesome guest. Trying to get this <clears throat> amazing project I'm out. Trying to get it out. Yeah. I'm trying to get it out. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm asking for support of the horror family. I'm asking for support of just you. And, don't feel that if you can't afford this, I don't care if you give me one dollar. You know what that means? I'm closer than I was before you gave it. Exactly. Exactly. And it goes like this is going 100% towards the project, of course. Mm -hmm. So podcasters that are listening right now, you want to get Ken Segos on? Hit me up. I'll let him know. But listen, I told I, I uh, what was it? Uh. I can't even think of the show that, that had you on the other day that I told told them to reach out to you. Oh, what is it called? It'll come to me in a minute. But anyway, people, let's get this let's get this project out. Well, I, I need the help. I'm not I, I will kid you not. I want the help. I want to do this project and I need to raise the money and and I want to do it. And this is a project that I promise you, I promise you. You would not be disappointed if you invest into this project at any level. I mean, I knew a friend three years ago that did a uh, fundraiser. Mm -hmm. And what they did is his friends called up their friends and said, hey, look, instead of buying a Pepsi today, let's donate what a Pepsi is going to cost to this here. They called 10 people, they called 10 people, and they raised $94,000. And they raised it with little, little money. $5 here. They said, you're not going to miss it. See, if you call your friends up and say, hey, look, let 10 of us give $5 to help this project. That's 50 bucks right there. And yep. those five call. 10 of their friends and to tell, tell 10 of their friends it can be done. You know, let's make this happen, horror community. We can definitely do this. And really quick, Press Place Streaming Studios would like to have you on their show. Um, message me when you get a chance, and then I'll get you guys connected. 
message when you get a chance. I'll get you guys connected because Please. I really want to see this happen. I want to make this any way I can help make it happen. I want to make it happen. So, yes. And I will also reach out to other podcasts that I'm cool with to yeah. hopefully not. Hopefully I'm, I'm going to, we're going to speak this to an existence. We're going to say, this is coming out. This is going to happen. We're not going to say we wish we hope speak it into exist- existence. This is going to happen. I know you got to get going soon. Yeah. Although I, I have a question about Kincaid. Yeah. Anybody else have a question? Ask me while I'm here. Yes. People. So- how do you think Kincaid would have reacted if he had came across Jason Voorhees? Oh, great question. I think Kincaid, he didn't mess with anyone. But if you mess with him, he would do whatever it takes to fuck you up. <laughs> I like that answer. Yeah. Right on. It was like Freddy Krueger. He said, I ain't going to go to sleep no more. And the only time he went off on Lawrence Fishburne is when they tried to take him out. Mm-hmm. Okay. For, shout out to 1428 Street. They're going to be doing a raffle of a knife, one of a kind knife signed. Freddie Glove, donate all the proceeds to. Yeah. And, and, and let me talk about that glove. Two weekends ago, I was in Las Vegas for a horror convention. And they had a reunion of the Dream Warriors. Oh, so, I saw that. Oh, so cool. Yeah, so 1428, he, he, he sent a glove that he dedicated to me. And I got all the Dream Warriors came together and they signed that glove. So that glove is opting off is signed by every one of us Dream Warriors. And there are pictures to go with it. And that glove is being auctioned? I don't know how he's. I think he's doing it as a raffle. I'm not sure. Oh, I need that. Yeah. Um, 1428 Street. They're on Facebook. I actually, matter of fact, Henry, you know that Horror Search 30 knife I got? Yes. That's who did it. Okay. Okay. 1428 Street. I would show it off, but I don't remember where I put it. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing, yeah, he said they're doing a, they're doing a raffle. Oh, okay, and the, the pro okay, the proceeds go and through. all the proceeds are going in there. So that's I mean, people, that's another way you can enter this yeah. raffle from Make sure they, they post the link on the page so people can see it, you know. Yeah, he will. He he shares in there a lot, but um yeah, share the share TJ, share the link in the horror research thirty group as far as the raffle goes and all that stuff. And just so people we can get the word out there more and people can go in there because my brother's already talking about he's about to as soon as this interview's over, he's probably gonna enter that raffle. Yeah, I'm gonna check that out for sure. I, just, I can't, I can't do it while I'm streaming. Is yeah, where that he can show a picture of it. I don't know if he can or not, but that would be great. They, they all signed it, all of them. Um, yo, TJ, do me a favor. Send me a Facebook message if you can, a picture of the glove, a Facebook message, and I'll pull it up on here. And another thing about that glove, it's the only time she signed. The casting director that casted all of us. In a nightmare on Elm Street from Freddy Krueger and on and on. And yet Benton, she was living in um Las Vegas and she surprised us and she came and she signed the glove. She has never done it before. So whoever gets this glove is gonna have the rare signature of the casting director who cast all of us. If it wasn't for her, none of us would have been there. And That's amazing. Not even Robert England. She cast Robert England. 
Oh, wait a minute. I think I found it. I work hard every mother... Hold up. Let me mute the music. Hang on. I'm going to share my screen with you guys for in a second. Just give me like two seconds to find it. All right. Got to get back to this screen. And then I'll blow this up really quick for us. Are right, you guys ready? Here it goes. It's a video, though, so it's kind of showing quick. Oh, damn. Yeah. But that's not the one that's signed, though. That's not the one that, okay, okay. Not the one that's signed. It's, 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 there's one where we all signed it. All right, I'll see if, he'll, if he sends me the picture, I'll pull it up. Wow. I just went to their Facebook That's page. Dope. Yeah. Uh, let me see who Bradley signed it. Philip, Ira, Rodney, uh, Jennifer, Penelope, myself, right. and the casting director. So that that's a must-have for uh, any fan of the movie. Um, yeah, TJ, real quick, just post about the raffle. I'm actually, he just sent me some pictures. I'm about to bring that up too. And, um, press play streaming, uh, send me a message. I believe we talked on Facebook and I'll send you the pictures and stuff as well. So you can post it around and I'll post it around as well. And I'm sure Henry will, but I'm about to show you guys the thing that he, this is what he just sent me. Oh, why is it flickering? Hang on. Don't know why it's doing that. I got another idea. But uh yeah, we're gonna make we're, we're, this is gonna happen though, Ken. This this project is going to happen. It has to happen. Just gotta get the word out. It's too awesome not to. Yeah. But I'll get this. Is he trying to send the one that was signed? Uh, I think so. Okay, that's the one. Save that. You did an autograph signing with uh, CPA Authentic, Authentic, right? Who? Like the whole the whole cast. You guys are like signing movie posters and stuff, right? Yeah, I, someone sent me something that I I signed, but I don't. I'm not familiar with exactly who who the names are, but okay. I I do have a agreement with someone that they send me some posters, and I sign it, and I send it to the next cast member. Cool. Yeah, that's the way to do it now, especially you know with the pandemic still going on and everything. You know, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that because I like to meet people, and I'm and I'm anxious to get out and everything. Yeah. So, so do, you, do you have any uh, upcoming conventions you're going to be at? I'm going to be oh yeah at Kansas City Crypticon, July the 16th through the 18th. I did a wonderful video, by the way. Got yeah. in trouble, got in trouble with some religious people on my page though, but I did it. Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> so, here's, I should Here's the glove that they made. It's just, and and then here's one. I'll let you guys look at that for another second. 
And then here's how the raffle. So here's the raffle and the like here's the authenticity and all that good stuff. The pictures that Ken was talking about. Yep, yep. So again, people, let's make this happen. Let's make this come out. How much is it per uh, raffle ticket or per entry? Uh it doesn't say on here, but okay. if you're still on there, if you're still here, TJ, how much is it per ticket? I know it's nothing crazy. But my friends, my car is downstairs blowing for me. I have to leave. So when we go, send me the information for the rest of the uh, podcast. I would love to be a part of it. But uh, yes, we. I would love to have you on again. Definitely. We're doing this again. Let's do this again before this is over with. You know, I, I hate that I had to leave today, but I, nope. I definitely want Listen. to. And thank you, honor, man. It was yes. We're honored to have you here. Any anytime you have something to promote, shoot me a message, call me. You have my number, and we'll make it happen. Thank you. And order that other one if you can. But I got to leave, guys. <laughs> I've been trying. All right, okay. have a good day. Okay. I, Colorado, I want to be there. Yes. We hope to have you. I'll send you the information for that, too. I'll send you the thing for that. Yes. But thank you again. That was awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, we're still alive if you want to keep talking for a few. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you, ha you have his, his personal email, right? I, no, I'm friends with him on Facebook. Well, I'm just because, like, when when you um, submit suggestions, um, you, need you don't need it, but you can put it. I'll get it from him. Yeah, like like I was saying earlier, like if unless he has an agent, that that's how he, you know, gets connected with the cons, or if he just does it himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I'll I'll hit him up either later today or tomorrow and kind of figure it out, you know, and see what's what's what with that. But that's, we yeah. got to get him there. What was that? I said we got we 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 have to find a way to get him to that con because that that like if he goes to that con Friday Saturday Sunday that's pretty much I because I know you'd be down to just yes we'd walk around here and there but kick it with him a lot too. Yeah, yeah, and it'd be a good opportunity for him to um you know get the word out about his uh, film even more so yeah. yeah yeah oh yeah so we're gonna do that and again people again. Links are in the description. If you're watching this live right now, I believe it's up above. I'm not sure. If you're watching it later on, it's down below. Click those links, please. Like Ken said, if you can only afford $1, $2, $5, anything helps. And it's going to a great, I mean, it's going to this amazing project. And it's going to get an amazing story out. And as you heard, he has more scripts written, more stuff done. So let's get this out there. He did something awesome for all of us horror fans with, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, and Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4. What was that, Dream Master? Yep. Dream Master, even though they killed him off, but... In the beginning. <sighs> couldn't do... A brother... They probably didn't want... I mean, you know, with him being uh, such a fan favorite, they probably didn't want him to uh, take, take, take any shine from anyone else. You know what I mean? Still, though. Could yeah. let him survive three. But still, it's just... You guys see what type of person he is. Like, he literally reached out. I sent, I'm not going to show everybody, but I sent my brother the message. Hey, I would love to come on the podcast. And I'm, hell yeah. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Are you going to say no? Nah, nah I'm good. I'm good. Nah, nope. Nah. I had to say yes. And I'm glad that he came on like he said he was going to. He even came on. I didn't tell the public, but he even came on like 15 minutes early just so he would have time to talk to us longer because he had to go, which was just dope. Yeah, just like candid conversation. And as you guys heard, he will be back on again. And I'm sure Henry will be back on when Ken comes on again. (laughs) We'll make that happen. But yes. Please, people, go go donate to that because it's it's an it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be awesome, and you're getting something cool out of it. Like you, he showed you the bracelet, the bookmark, and the the little card. Yeah, and and if you love Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously, more likely than not, Part Three is your favorite. Yeah, and I'll even say, I mean, Henry, do you, you saw the picture by you? Could you pull that up one last time? Yeah, yeah. And this picture. It's there's only 34 of them made and it's only really 134 bucks and it's well, well worth it. And they're all signed and numbered. Yep. Like Henry, you said you got number six, right? Can you see it? Now I can right there. Yep. Yep. Mine is six out of 24. 34. 34. I'm sorry. Six out of 34. So, I mean, you guys see it there. Again, just check it out. I'll pull this up one more time so you guys can see. Hang on. And you can't get this anywhere else. Not at all. Not at all. Well worth it. Well freaking worth it, people. And I mean, you see how genuine the man is. So let's make it happen, people. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Henry, just stay put. Uh, As always, I'll see you in your nightmares. I won't. He will.